Welcome to the Known Part Podcast. What up, peeps? How's everybody what's up, doing? What's up? Chilling, baby, chilling. What's the energy? What's the energy? How's everybody out there doing? About time you did it right. Come <laughs> in, introduce the show. You just be freestyling sometimes, dog. Yeah, I need some energy, man. We here, we here, we here, we here. Muke Lawi. I'm a little bouquet today. But we we gotta we gotta go through it. Everybody good? Look at my man Chris Tim. Yo, you could eat some you could eat some uh broccoli fried rice off them Tim's, baby. <laughs> Son, it's fall. Fall is here, baby. Fall, you gotta you know, you gotta, you gotta bring out the four colors. You see the orange and the them joints is crispy, baby. Tim's it's fall, baby. But you know, I, I, I will rock slippers as long as I can. Mm. I'm I'm a weirdo like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fall, baby. It's fall is here. We it's got the fall good. colors on. It was fall. <sighs> yeah, fall. let's pray for a mild, mild winter. Fall is my favorite season. Is it? Yeah, Why? I like fall because it's cool. Because it's cool. That's one. And you can rock sweaters. You used to go back to school. I can't wait to go back to school. Really? Yeah. To cause trouble. Right? This guy used to cause trouble in the school. Nah, B. It's because, you know, you finish, go to Reddings. You get all your... Get, you couldn't wait. It wasn't for school. You think it was for learning? Come on, dog. It was never for learning. It's to show off all the new gear you got to yeah. see who 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 going to kill it this year. You're lucky. I was in Catholic school. Yeah, man. So we, we show off who had the crispiest white shirt and tie. No, but... Yeah. And the tightest do, hem. Y'all couldn't do your own sneakers? had to be though? sharp. No. Did we have sneakers? We can wear sneakers. No, we could wear sneakers. Oh. That was illegal. It was, it, was, <laughs> we, it, was a, it was a pretty standard mm. dress code, uniform code. No, I, I, like, I like fall. Fall is, to me, is the best fashion season. Yo, I remember second grade. Like, I, yo, this left a mark, an indelible mark in my life. And I still remember as if it was yesterday. I remember one day I went to school and I forgot my tie. And I remember Sister Jareth. She was a nun. I forgot my tie. And I made it through. I think I made it up to like 11 o'clock through the school day without her seeing me without a tie. I was hiding, ducking behind other things. Every time she asked me a question, I'll pull up my textbook Mm-mm. to hide, you know, to hide my chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then she, then around 11 o'clock, she said, wait a second. Mr. Ralph, where is your tie? <laughs> Yo, and I just stood there, you know, just mumbling. Uh, I forgot it. Uh, I was rushing. I was running late. And then she grabbed me and she took one of the girl's ties. You know, it had that crisscross <laughs> and put it around my neck. Wow. And yeah. made me sit down and wear a girl's tie <laughs> the rest of the day. Wow. I was so embarrassed. It was torture. There was this thin element of child abuse (laughs) in the Catholic during those times. Yeah, Yeah, and she wrung my ears too. But dog, there's something about it that developed this character, discipline, character. Yeah, Yeah. this this respect for authority. Right, right. You're not just gonna get away. Listen, embarrass me while I'm six, seven years old. Right. Right. And instill these things in me, uh, you know. Some of them was a little over the top. Yeah, some of it. There's it's element, human beings, but it's human beings. Yeah, it's human right. Beings. But I compare that to now with these kids and social media and how you know they have free range just to do whatever they want, just to wild out, say whatever they want, act however they want. Though we ha- we develop respect for authority, right? So when we came to school, the teacher, the principal, the nuns, respect them. You know what I'm saying? High school, same thing. Yes, yeah, it's a different time now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was embarrassed to wear girls' clothing. Now, <laughs> people, <laughs> I know, right? People like they. They're looking at you like, what's wrong? Why aren't you in girls' clothing? Because I'm a man. Back mm. then, you were scared to wear pink. Word <laughs> up. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> you couldn't even. You didn't even want nothing associated with pink around you, though. Yeah, but it was but. different. Different times, man. No, different but times. I see that definitely, and um, like you know what the weird dynamic of that is is, 
okay, yeah, sometimes they go overboard. But it's like you would rather it be there than to be under. You understand what I'm saying? You'd rather it be overboard than what is now, than nothing. You know, so like as human beings, you know, you can't gauge it. And sometimes you go a little too far with the discipline, you yeah, know, when it comes to, yeah. um, you know, your parents and just authority and all of that. But the, I'm like, I would rather that, like you said, I would rather that our parents and the figures of authority went overboard than you seeing it now. Because the fruits of it. Right. Of not. Right, spare the rod, right, ruin the child, right, and that child is just gonna be a menace (laughs) to society, dog. And we're seeing that in our society today like young kids wilding out, young women Mm -hmm. wilding out, young men wilding out because, Mm -hmm. dog, that that ear ringing from sister, whoever, right, probably you know, ruler, straighten you up, straighten (laughs) Straighten you up up from. You know what I'm saying? Just making a hard right, hard left. And, and how and how important it is, like like you see it later on in your life when you get a job. Right. You know, or you at school or you're just dealing with authority, period. Being comfortable with that. Right. The respect you have. No, just the respect you have and to see how it preserves you. Right. right? It preserves your job. It preserves you when you get pulled over by the cop. I'm gonna ten and two. All right, Mr. Officer, I'm going to speak correctly and everything because I, I want to preserve my life. Right. You know, so you're seeing how it preserves us, that that authority, that law, having respect for it, it preserves you. Yes. You know, to have humility when you see the law, even though, like I said, it might have went overboard here and there, mm-hmm. but it preserved your life. And you said you said that word humility, and that's what the thread of that, right? You know. And how you deal with figures of authority, a cop. Yeah. Let's say the cop is a jerk. Are you still able to be humble, mm-hmm. respect that position, right? And all right, whatever the case, mm-hmm. yes sir, no sir, like you said, ten to two. All right, whatever, give me the ticket, right? As opposed to yo, while out, while out, while out, and <laughs> the outcome of that could be disastrous, right? Yes. Right? So, humility, a character of God, that. You're not gonna understand if you're not a child of God. Mm. You don't get it. You gotta look at it like, oh, yo, you punk. How you let him do that? that. Like, nah, dog. It's wisdom. That's right. Yeah, wisdom. So I apply humility in this situation because that's wise. And 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 rebellion is is from Satan, dog. He's the first person who rebelled against authority. Mm. You know, he didn't want the authority of God. He wanted to put his throne above the authority. He wanted to burn God. it down. Word yeah. up. And Bricks that's wh- through your window. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's rebel that's rebellion. Yeah. Right? right? Against authority, against whatever system is set up. Right. Mm-hmm. Overthrow it. And th- and that's and, that's the spirit of Satan. Yeah, yeah and the, and the scriptures revealed his heart because he wanted his throne above God's throne. Yep. Because so it was all about authority, you know. He didn't want God to be in authority. He didn't like God being in yeah. authority, and that's the same thing why he he laid the seeds in Adam and Eve mm-hmm. to rebel. So you see in the spirit any spirit of rebellion against authority, the 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 originator is Satan. That is the spirit of Satan, the devil. Yep. High level. We'll get into it when we principalities <laughs> and high touch places. Other books. <laughs> but now we're actually in uh, Roman. Romans chapter 10. So chapter 9, we kind of went through it. Yeah, chapter 10 kind of eased into chapter 9 in the sense of uh, at the end where, you know, we was just talking about it, you know, before we got on camera. It was like, what shall we say then that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained the righteousness, even the righteousness of faith? But Israel pursuing the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith. But as it were, by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone. And, you know, I see is is um, it kind of shows why Paul starts the letter in nine that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart for his his uh, kinsmen, you know, the, the, the his countrymen, according to the flesh, because they had the laws, mm-hmm. you know, they had the promises they had. They 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 had everything. Um, you know, uh, like you were saying, Marcus off camera, like for 2000 years, they had this head and when start, Christ, yep. yeah, they had a head start. And when Christ came, they stumbled at the stumbling stone. 
they totally didn't get it. And the Gentiles who wasn't even looking for righteousness, they attained it, you know, through uh, uh, Israel, yeah, through faith, but Israel rejected, you know, yeah. Israel rejected uh, uh, the Lord. So the Lord was like, all right, I'm going to make a people that was not called my people to be my people. And you just see how God, you know, through his sovereignty, through his perfection, through his just wisdom, how he just, you know, Israel, you rejected it. All right, you rejected it. All right, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles accepted it, mm -hmm. you know, because you guys wanted to do it your, your way. And it's always been done by faith from since, like, before even Abraham, before Israel was even here, Noah, Enoch, these uh, uh, Abel. It was always, you. the only way you could please God is through faith, mm -hmm. you know, and you guys had all of that, and you totally missed Jesus Christ coming you totally missed the plan you totally missed everything because you wanted to do it your way and that's the problem with you know us and God you know God will have his way of doing something but we want to do it our way and when it blows up in our face we get to this point how yo God is not righteous he set me up you know he you know it was God's fault you want to do the blame game it's always the blame game, Adam and Eve. It's always the blame game when you don't want to do it God's way, when you want to do it your way. And you're seeing it with the nation of Israel here. And, you know, when you're saying that, it's making me think of, like, the whole aspect of Cain and Abel want to do it your way. I mean, we always say, oh, you know, uh, oh, Cain came with the sacrifice and with the wrong heart. It wasn't complete. Or, you know, we try to use it and say, oh, it was he bought in, you know, works of the ground. So it was based on works and thorns and thistles that's all great that's all great application that's all great you know the lord speaking to you in that way but in actuality when you look at it is that cain wanted to do it his own way yep he had a prescription done and abel bought blood because he knew the only way a sacrifice could be bought it had to be bought through blood that's the only way mm -hmm. uh, but cain said i don't want to do it that way I want to do it my way. Right. So he tried, he tried to establish his own form of righteousness, and which is exactly what the nation of Israel did. Right. I mean, he gave them all the laws, and they saw they couldn't keep the laws, and that's why he instituted the whole you know, sacrifice and the lambs, and that was all pointing to Christ for him to realize, listen, you can't do this, but they still pursued it thinking that is the laws that would make them righteous because they wanted to do it their own way, and they created their own whole set of things to try to pursue God. So let's go right into it because nine, it goes flows right into 10. So we could read one through four. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Mm -hmm. So Paul, obviously, you know, we could tell that, you know, the, the people of Israel, the Jews, they didn't like Paul's message, right? They thought he was a traitor. What are you doing talking to the Jews? And Paul's pleading with them like, yo, guys, listen, and I'm telling you guys the truth, right? We saw that in, in 9 and like he's he's he has a desire and a love for his people, and he kind of um, restate that in this part, right? And he wants everybody to be saved. He wants all his his kinsmen to be saved, right? Mm -hmm. But they have a zeal, so it's not to say that your know, Israel was godless people and they right. was just doing whatever. No, they had a zeal for God. They had a desire to please God. They had the laws. They were following their laws. They were following their high holy days. They were following all these um, ceremonies and the rituals that was prescribed to them. Right? But what was the problem with that? They had no knowledge. It wasn't based on truth. Yeah. It can't be just zeal. Yeah. If it's just zeal... You're going to cause more problems. Crazy. Yeah. Yo, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> Yo, B, it cannot be just zeal. Yo, B. Yeah. And, and, and you know why? It also cannot be zeal. Um, and it's because Paul had zeal. 
before he got saved, right? Paul had tremendous zeal, and we see his zeal being mm -hmm. taught under Gamaliel. You know, he told you that he's the Jew of the Jews. I'm the Pharisee of all Pharisees. And his zeal in his upbringing, in his teaching, was to kill the church. He That zeal brought him to persecute the church. Damage. And to kill. Destruction. And to damage. Destruction. So we saw what zeal did when it's not according to knowledge. And mind you, we would think that he was filled with knowledge because he knew the Old Testament. He knew the Torah. He knew the Tanakh extremely well, right? But... He still was missing. <laughs> so the I and mean. and <clears throat> another uh, translation it says it wasn't according to truth. Right. Mm. So that knowledge, right, is like the truth of God. Right. Yeah. One thing that jumps out to me, in verse one, is it, his heart's prayer. And as Christians, do we have a prayer that um is a constant, continuous prayer, not just waking up and praying, "Oh Lord, thank you for this food." have traveling mercies, but is there a prayer in your heart for someone to come to salvation or just for for something? And and you see this with Paul. He was a man of prayer. Prayer is just extremely important, and it's one of the weapons that we as Christians don't use. And um, you see his prayer. He had a zeal for prayer. Um, and I, I love to pray, but it's hard sometimes, guys. It really is hard to show up to prayer at church. But I, I just feel like as Christians, especially in the in the time that we're living, we have to have a prayer um, that's continuous. That's not just random. And and obviously that was his heart for Israel. And he was constantly praying for them. And that zeal that we see here for God, sometimes it's 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 sad to see these other <clears throat> religions, people standing by the train for 10 hours holding a sign. Um, uh, what was it? Jehovah's Witness. You Knocking know what I mean? Like doors. that that zeal that they have, which is filled. There is no truth behind it yet. To to get some Christians to go out and hand out some tracks, it's like pulling teeth. And you're like, oh man, if we, if we only had that zeal that these other people, the, there are other religions where they literally blow themselves up and put them on f themselves on fire for their god. Right. Yet we can't even hit the streets or, or, or talk to our neighbor about God. Like we need to check ourselves as Christians because this is we're living in the last days, man. Mm -hmm. So they were. <laughs> yo, nah, that was, that's fire on your chest. Nah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> with truth. It. Yeah, it's cause, true. Cause, like, yo, you can't even talk. And that convicts me because sometimes like, dog. I'm not even going to talk or share. <laughs> and you're right. You got people that will headlong jump <laughs> jump off a, a, a cliff yep. for, for that. So that, uh, that's convicting, man. It's convicting. So they were ignorant of God's righteousness, right, which we read in chapter 3. Right? But now the righteousness of God, mm -hmm. apart from the law, is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, right? So the law and the prophets, it was always there that the righteousness of God was coming and it was apart from the law. It wasn't a mystery that a savior was coming. It wasn't a mystery that um, the whole sacrificial institution that was set up was pointing at something. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't a mystery, but they were being ignorant of that as a nation corporally. Um, and wanted to do it their way, right? So they were being ignorant of God's righteousness and they wanted to establish their own righteousness. And, and through the time, they started adding more laws, right. more this, more that, oh, just adding more amendments, amendments, amendments to the law of God to the point where it got so burdensome. Right. You and know what I'm saying? When you think about it, it's that going from historically as they went through all the different captivities because of idolatry, because of them, you know, breaking the Sabbath. And, you know, we knew that was one of the reasons with the Babylonian, you know, um, with the not keeping the like Jubilee or whatever. So they had all these things that happened, right? From Babylon to Persian Amese, to Greeks, Assyrians, to, um, and, and especially after the Babylonian captivity, the Jews wanted to like, they never wanted to go back into captivity again. And it was like, okay, we have to find a way for us to not fall into idolatry. 
we need to you know put a system to prevent us to prevent us from doing this to make us keep these laws so that's like um, you know they came with the babylonian of um, the talmud and all these other things to add to like you're saying adding on all these amendments on how i should keep the sabbath okay you know um with the whole gnat straining out of gnat because you know if if a little gnat flies it has blood i gotta choke at it to make sure i uh, you know i don't swallow the blood mm. i gotta make sure that oh i can't do this i can't carry any weight three pounds you know on the sabbath mm. so they added because they were so afraid of the captivity so that this tremendous zeal but they started establishing all their own things and they just forgot that it's, it's always been about faith and that's why they were going to captivity because they didn't trust god mm-hmm. yeah and those are the two things those are the mixtures the ignorance and the seek trying to do it yourself yeah you know those are the things that blinded them and it says that blinded them from having to submit to the righteousness of god and when it comes to that zeal, that's what I see is always behind it. You know, it's ignorance. It's not knowing. It's yeah. just knowledge, really not knowing. But also because of the depravity of man, there's always this self-righteousness yeah. that follows after it, that you want to do it your way. And that's what that was his beef with Israel. It was like, your dog, y'all want to do it your way. That's your heart. You know, that's the, 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 the wickedness of man. You know, so like when you see, let's say, cults that go overzealous and like you were saying, you know, knocking on the doors or standing on the corner with the fringes and screaming all day, you know, it's out of ignorance, definitely. But it's also to seek your own righteousness, to do it your way. And again, you know, I know y'all get tired of hearing it, but it goes back to Adam and Eve. Soon as they sinned, what did they do? They went and got fig leaves. They didn't run to God. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing they try to do is seek their own righteousness. righteousness. Yo, let me let me cover myself up. And that's just what happens, you know, in, in uh, where we're at as human beings, the, the results of sin. This is the effects of sin, the fruits of sin. So that's what he's breaking down with Israel. It's like you ignorant of God's righteousness, one, but then you go in to seek and establish your own righteousness. That's your heart. Right. And you don't want to yep. submit. You and then you won't submit. And that's three. So that means, like you were saying, dog, it was presented to you guys. But what happens is when you're ignorant, you go seek your own righteousness. Now you're self-righteous. And then when the truth comes, now it's a now it's a war. Now you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Because you feel righteous. And you did it yourself. So now when God come and implement his way, that's the same thing that happened with Cain and Abel. You understand what I'm saying? When God came to him and was like, what's wrong with you? Though you want to do things your way. That's why your countenance is falling. So Don't is that, you know if you submit? So that's rooted in pride, right? Exactly. And I like here, what makes me think where it talks about that they haven't submitted to the righteousness of God. As, a, as an individual, as a Christian, have you submitted to the righteousness of God where the way that you think, like we're talking about his sovereignty, God does whatever he wants, and you have to understand that it's because he's righteous and he's just. So if you're going through something in your life, trust that God is righteous and he is just, and it's for a reason that you're going through that, and submit yourself to his righteousness. Yep. So uh, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. What does that mean? Because everything we were talking about in six, weren't we? I think it's about go yeah. ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, for Christ is done in the law because the whole the purpose of the law is to bring you to Jesus. You know, because it shows you that the law shows you that you're a filthy sinner, um, your desires are corrupt, your your will is messed up, your mind, you're dead, and um you can't do anything to help yourself. Uh and the only thing you could do every when you look at that law, you see yourself in the mirror that you are a filthy sinner in need of a savior. And then that will point you to Jesus mm-hmm. that, oh, Jesus, I need you to save me and deliver me from this body of death because I can't do anything. I cannot think straight. I cannot act right. And I don't walk properly. So I need you to deliver me from this state. And Christ also fulfilled the law. Through his life, right, yes. and his life was a, um, right. He, he he was resurrected from the dead, which is the proof that his sacrifice was accepted, and he 
live the perfect life and fulfill this yeah, law because that's what the law required right yes. perfection right right so he goes into it in verse five for moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law the man who does those things shall live by them right mm -hmm. so and i think we spoke about this before listen if you're able to keep the law perfectly then you you'll be justified yep you'll be justified in, in before god but you got to keep the law perfectly but there's a problem in that because the law was given to imperfect people <laughs> already though you was already in sin you was you already fell short when the law was pre prevented presented to the children of israel so like you you can't how do you go back you can't you're starting behind the eight ball you that's that was the whole point right like mm -hmm. ralph said the law wasn't meant to make you righteous it was meant to reveal that you are a sinner it was meant to judge those that transgress the law but you know in revealing your heart and revealing that nature that we read about with paul you know back in chapter seven you would run to the savior that was the point of the law it's always been the point of the law and it's it's interesting when you speak to like for hebrew israelites or some jehovah witness and you ask them these things and they tell y'all i keep the law i don't break the law like are you kidding me are you serious dear? do you really you've never lied yeah. you've never lusted mm -hmm. you know like it, it's it's just simple things they they really think that they they keep the law because they keep judging themselves amongst because it's them establishing their own righteousness bro right that's your righteousness you know yeah. Every, and it's just not those those the religious is the moralist the moralist too. yep or the same person you know they they have their own standard of righteousness and to them they're right you know mm -hmm. like you said oh i've never murdered nobody i never did this i never did that well i'm i'm righteous and that's you again establishing your own righteousness because you're ignorant of the righteousness of god all right, so six, you want to read from six inch or from five uh, to? We read 13. To eight. Five to eight? Yeah. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Mm -hmm. So, what do you guys think about that section? The law said, keep it. You got to keep everything. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. But what does the righteous... That's the righteousness based on the law. The righteousness based on faith says something different. Right? So it doesn't say... When you listen to the gospel, the gospel don't say, yo, you got to go up to heaven and bring Jesus Christ down. Nor does it, nor does it say you got to go down to the abyss to bring Christ up. Those two, those things are impossible. Yeah. And those two things are what the children of Israel struggle with. They struggle with Christ coming back. They struggle with the incarnation of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. Mm. Right? So Paul is like, yo, listen, the gospel doesn't tell you to do something impossible. Right. Talk. The, the, you be the gospel tell you to do something super simple because the right. impossible was already done. It's a, that's been already taken care of. Yeah, Jesus Christ the took hard care. Part. <laughs> right, Jesus Christ took care of that already. He came down. He lived the perfect life. He died. He descended, and he resurrected. Hmm. It's not telling you to do that. That's already done. That's taken care of. But what does it tell you to do? But it say that the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Mm -hmm. Those are the word of faith. So telling you that it's, it's showing you that 
it is a relational thing that God is with us because mm -hmm. he came through the incarnation and he performed the law. I mean, he performed the law perfectly, lived a perfect life, and he fulfilled the requirements of the law by dying on the cross for us. And, and the law of faith just says, believe, receive it. While the works of the law is saying that you it's action-oriented, you got to do this to earn the favor of God. While here he's saying, that's why they, they said Jesus, they called him what? Emmanuel, God with us. So you don't, like you're saying, I don't need to try to pull him up from the abyss, you, you know, or anyway, because he's with us and it's relational and just believe. So uh, Paul was actually quoting a scripture Deuteronomy 30. in Deuteronomy, and that was applying to the actual law. But the idea was the law is not far. It's not hidden. Right, it's you hidden. guys could know it's what right it's there. about. It's not a mystery. It's not hidden. And he kind of takes that and switches it over to the gospel to say the gospel is not telling you to do something impossible. And it's near you. It's available. It's open. You could find out what it's about. And what what does it ask you to do? Just talk, preach, share. And what is it? What does it ask you? To, it's it's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's close, like you said. And what what what's the um? What fruits does it produce? So what happens when you have this? It just tells you to share it, right? And when you reread nine. I guess we could read the rest of it. When you yeah, go to 9 just, to 13. Mm -hmm. I, I just love how it says it's near you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're if you're not a believer and and you like the the Holy Spirit is calling you and it's just it's not far away. It's not inaccessible. It's accessible and it's and and it's it's relatively simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? The gospel is easy, it's simple, it's not impossible and it's right there. And is waiting for you. Just just grab hold of it, confess it with your mouth, believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, and you will be saved, man. I just love how it says it's near you. It's it's not far. Mm -hmm. You said nine. Yeah. To what? Thirteen. That if you, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For then, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is it, is it, that's the gospel bro that's the gospel message whoever right there whoever right. believes whoever calls on him that is shall so, be saved that is so simple like you can look at this as like the abcs of the gospel mm -hmm. right it says first you admit you confess right you're going to admit that you're a sinner believe in your heart that jesus is god that he died resurrected died buried and resurrected and confess it with your mouth Believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth. The ABCs, admit you're a sinner, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That simple, that Jesus is Lord. Jesus died, buried, resurrected. That's the gospel. That's it. That's so simple. And you are saved, headed from eternal damnation and hell straight into the kingdom of heaven. It's yeah. funny how you say the ABCs because could you? I think of school, right? I think of, can you imagine if the schools were... were initiating this and teaching this instead of now you see the gay bcs the books that they Whoa. have te teaching you know what i'm saying you're, you're, you're right. teaching these kids facts immor <laughs> sexual immorality tell them right. why you mad you eh? know what i'm saying instead Word. of this which is simple this, this doesn't hurt facts you know what i'm saying Word. but this is what that's what's in schools now they took this out and look 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 at your children they shooting up people in grocery stores Facts. now. They shooting up. They're, they're doing craziness Facts. because you took the the word of God out of schools and you you, you switched it to the enemy, yep. and that's what you get. But it's not too late for you because the gospel's here. And if you're hearing this, it's not too late. But one day it will be too late. You wanted energy. You you fired up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> 
you you oh, asked for God. it, be you prayed for it, be and the Lord delivered me. But you know what? Something I th- I'm like I th- honestly I think it's the hardest thing. Like it's simple to do, but it's the hardest thing to be done as a human being because dog, this yeah. is who you are. This is your total identity, dog. It involves your heart and it involves your mind. You understand what I'm saying? You got to believe in your heart. And then with the confession in your mind, dog, it's something that, you know, has to go through the confession in your mouth. It's something mentally, okay, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It gets to your mental and then you have to confess it. Dog, it is the total death of who you are, of who you thought you are, who you thought you were going to be. Who you think you are now, yo, dog, you have to totally die. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it so hard because, again, like Ralph always say, self is on the throne. Now you got to kill self and put Jesus Christ on the throne. Dog, it is humbling. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that we suffer with as human beings is pride. You have to totally destroy your pride. You have to die to self and acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I think that's why it's so hard because, again, you have to die. And you have to totally give your life to God and then you get resurrected with Jesus Christ. That is the whole process. You dying, though, in the beginning, I think that's the hard part for people because you were raised a certain way. You were told all your life, this is who you're supposed to be. Could you imagine somebody who was raised an athlete his whole life? You're going to be this. You're going to be that. Your father put you in little league, all of that. You get to this. You know what I mean? You're, like people from, the, from birth, Satan is working on you, bro. Mm. Working on your identity. That's why, like you said, and from, from so young, now you have children don't know what their gender is. Mm. From birth, Satan is working on your identity of who you're going to be, who you're supposed to be, whether it's, you know, an entertainer, an athlete, a teacher or whatever. It's you're being worked on. And then you come to this moment where your heart and your mind have to totally die and you have to, you know, get you have to give it to God and have faith that he's going to resurrect you and give you a new life, Mm. that this life here, you have to kill it. And that's why I, you know, with people, I'm like, God made it simple, but you don't understand how the enemy has been working on you for so long. Like you said, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. So whenever you finally hear the gospel, you know, you got to totally die to that person that you've been building up your whole life. Went to school and master's degree. I got a PhD. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the CEO of, of, of this company and look how far I've done got to your life and then the gospel comes mm. and Jesus Christ is like, your dog, you need a new identity. Mm. That whole thing is garbage. You have Word to kill up. that whole thing. Whatever you was in the past, whatever you think you're going to be in the future, everything is done from here on now. So it says, but the right, if you jump from six down to nine, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way, all right, that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, all right? There's a way for you to determine your eternal destination. And that's how. You know, you could you could know where you're gonna spend eternity, right here, by accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And um, the natural effect of that, right? You receive something so good, you can't keep that a secret. You've been saved. Jesus touched you. You got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. The natural thing that happens is that confession you're gonna speak about it like you can't keep this wonderful secret to yourself Mm. so you you confess it to people right and the scriptures tell you that if you confess to people the lord you know the lord um what does it say if you if you were ashamed of the lord to people he's gonna be ashamed he's he's gonna deny you in front of his father so now you see that there's this correlation of how you know, the joy that you have of, of sharing the gospel, right? The, and Jesus Christ in heaven, he's like, yeah, this is my guy. Yeah, this is my girl out there. Look at her. I'm so proud of her. I love her. You know what I'm saying? So we see that 
that that's coming out of people. The sharing is just a natural part. The outward expression, whether it's through baptism and things like that, where you're declaring to everybody in your community that you're you died and you've gotten a new life in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? Um, I, when you the, like the word that he used with the confess with your mouth, the confess is homilageo, and it's pretty much saying that I agree with what the Lord is saying. I agree that Jesus is Lord, mm -hmm. you know, and then it says, and believe in your heart. So that's saying it's like, believe it in your heart. That means you may not be able to understand it because there's many things you may not be able to understand as, you know, as you, you know, get saved or even if you're not saved and you just like, Lord, save me, believe in your heart, agree with what God says that Jesus is Lord. And now the heart you have to, once you believe it, you may not be able to understand it intellectually, but once you believe it in your heart, because the heart will always make a convert of the mind, mm -hmm. your passions will always override your intellect. So no matter how much you think you're reading and, you know, and all these things, the heart will always make a convert of the mind. So that's how he says, believe in your heart. So it has to be like when Michael said, like, it's a total disruption of your being for you to die to self and say, and believe and God is now the Lord of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's what, like you said, it's a disruption. If you don't see a disruption in your life, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could say you could say you're a believer, you could say you're a Christian, but if there's been no disruption <laughs> in <laughs> self and in your life and in your ambitions and in your, your thoughts and your goals, you that's gotta when, that's when gotta them, check it over. That's when them ifs come into play. Uh, I if love the spirit is in you. If, yep. You know, Paul said that oh, back yeah, in yeah, chapter. Yeah. How do you? Was it chapter eight? Eight. The, the yeah. ifs. Eight. We we spoke about the yeah. ifs. I yeah. just I I also, you know, a lot a lot of the the the, the wokeism and all that stuff that you hear today is just inclusive. They want to include. You know, don't exclude anybody or it's whatever racist. The Lord right here, He includes everyone, everyone can come to salvation, right? Mm -hmm. It says, whoever believes on him. It says he's rich to all who call upon him. It says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Lord includes. He's been doing that since day one. Each and every person out there is included in that call, and it depends on how you respond to it. Are you going to reject it, or are you going to accept it? And when, like Ralph was saying, like th there's people out there who intellectually believe and understand but they don't believe with their heart. And those are the people that are going to hear the, the worst words of all time when you get to heaven. And it says, depart from me. I never knew you because you didn't believe with your heart. And like Mike said, there are going to be signs that show that you genuinely do believe. For there's no distinction. Sorry. Um, can I just throw one thing? What he, what he said? I just want to jump on that. He's when he says, um, believe in, um, with your heart. It's interesting. Uh, in um, in Matthews, when it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Mm. So out of the abundance in Matthew, when he says that for out of the abundance the, um, of the heart, the, the mouth speaks, is that when you believe in your heart and there's a true belief and there's a true conversion and you've been saved, now your mouth is going to reflect what's in your heart. So you're going to see mm. like the display of the character of being right. a true born again Christian. Yeah. Like, like when Mike was saying, if without, if there's no disruption, that means your heart hasn't been chained. If your mouth is still filthy, you know, you're out there cursing up a storm on all these things speaking or lies, speaking or lies, just, yeah, right. making, you know, all these things. So as you see that the mouth is going to reflect on the heart, you know, a lot of times when you hear people say certain things, you're like, Oh, where did that come from? Like we know where it came from when you you know drop did that I F speak out loud. <laughs> yeah, did it, yeah, you know when you, loud. when you say all these things, we know exactly where it came from. It came from your heart, mm. you know, and an unconverted heart is gonna speak vile things. Mm. So there's no distinction, right? Jews, Greeks, you get saved the same way. Even though the Jews had this privilege, they had this head start. Salvation was always the same for everybody, right? And you see, the Gentiles coming in later. And receiving the same um, privilege and faith because they did it the right way. So there's no distinction in, um, when you're dealing with salvation. Everybody is saved 
the same way. You have to go through the same door in order uh, um, to receive salvation. Mm. So, you know, that's what Paul kind of goes into in um, Ange mission. So I think one of the hindrance is the shame. Like 11 says, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. You know, I think that's a major hindrance for a lot of people to confess and believe. You know, they think if they're going to be associated with Christ, it's going to bring some kind of shame, you know, to be associated with Christ. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, I think that's why the Lord put that there, you know, the, quoted that scripture like, no, you're not going to be put to shame. And it's like what you said, you confess me before men, I'm going to confess you before the father where it matters. You might get shamed here in this world, but mm -hmm. where it matters on the other side, when glory is sitting in front of you and standing in front of you and all righteousness and holiness, you're not going to be put to shame. So I think that's what people are, don't have an understanding of. Like, yeah, over here, they're going to shame you here. But over there where it matters, you won't be put to shame. You know, I like that you bring up the shame because when you think about it, like, especially in the whole context that uh, Paul is speaking to the nation of Israel, Speaking Jesus, and this is um, now Romans chapter 10 is dealing with present day mm. Israel, present day Jews. And he's saying that you're not going to put to shame because the name of Jesus was very shameful. Right. Like, and according to the Talmud, they said that Jesus came to uh, turn over the Mosaic law. He was, he was going against the law, that he was uh, uh, an apostate rabbi. So that's that's in that's in the Jewish you know, books. That's in the time because they believe in Jesus. They know he's real, yeah. but they just believe that he was an apostate rabbi that came to start a new religion going against Moses. So it's a shame for them to say Jesus, to accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be associated. Like, you know, we all know John, he got when he got saved and he's half Jewish, his family made Shiva for him. He straight up, you know, they had a funeral for him. So a lot of Jews, like when they get saved, it's like the family disowned them, have a funeral for them, kick them out, don't mm. want nothing because you've changing uh, the the history of our forefathers. We believe in Moses, and now you're following this apostate rabbi. Mm. They get kicked out, they're chastised, you know, they're uh, thrown out of their neighborhoods. All sorts of things happen to them. Mm. They are persecuted, you know, right on Flatbush. They have that little Jewish thing. It's like uh, it's right on the corner of I think it's K. JRK and Flatbush and I went there to speak to them and they was like oh yeah we're Christians but they have all the things like Jewish like you know the Torah like the Star of David and all these and and I was speaking to him he's like now this is kind of like a refuge for when Jews accept Jesus mm. so they have apartments up there and they go in because it's like your majority of Jews when they get saved they get kicked out of their homes so they set up this whole thing it's like they could come here as a refuge and they could live there until they get back on their feet and get re, you know, back into society wow. because how the family and the community chastise them and ostracize them. So it's a shame for them. So it's very hard for these Jews because of this. You know, that's that's what the writer of Hebrew was dealing with. Right. Exactly that. Yeah. Right. The persecution that they were going through. So it wasn't easy for the Jewish communities that were accepting Jesus Christ. Pretty much their life was over. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All the things that they had, they were disowned, you know, just like you said. All right, so let's read on um, verse 14. Let's go, what, 14 to 15, yeah. How, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Hmm. What are your thoughts? There's people out there that have never heard the gospel. or So it's telling us how are they supposed to respond if they don't hear the gospel? And as a Christian, the Lord tells us, right? What's the great, you know, commandment for us is to go and make disciples of all men. So it's our job as Christians to get the gospel out there. It's not the job of just your pastor or just your leaders. It's your job too. And I, I believe there's something, a ridiculous number of less than 5% of, of, of Christians actually 
share their faith. So according to this, you got ugly feet because you're not, you know, <laughs> sharing the gospel, right? It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace? So if you out there, like Ralph got some nice looking feet. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like spiritually, not physically, but spiritually okay. I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because Ralph be out there preaching the gospel. Word up. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's saying here. It's, it's your duty. You can't just sit on a sofa and receive or go to church every Sunday and just be fed. Go out there and get to work, man. And you just got to open your mouth, B. That's it. <laughs> you know, I, I think that, I think the, I think, again, one of the things that block is you feel like you got to be eloquent. You feel like you got to be a scholar. Yeah. You feel like, no, bro. It says preach the gospel of peace. All you got to do is share the gospel. Yep. You know, you know the gospel, like it was just told to you in uh, 9 and 10 and 11. Like, bro, you know the gospel. Just share the gospel. Just That's open it. your mouth. And I think it takes a, um, a level of faith, you know. It's like what this, the scripture says. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to bring into remembrance. The Holy Spirit, he's, gonna, he's your helper. He's your guide. He's going to help you through it. But you got to take that step of faith and just open your mouth, you know. But that's how... You know, over here is just saying that's how people believe. You know, it, they they're gonna they're gonna believe um, through hearing, but the only way they could uh, believe through hearing is if somebody go out there and preach it. Up. And this is the process. Somebody has to say. Somebody has to uh, share the gospel, and through sharing the gospel, somebody's gonna believe, and yep. then they're gonna get saved. That is the process. That's exactly. what Paul is saying here. And 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 why this is so important? I love that he says that. Um, is that some people? Like I, I talk to her and they say that, oh, you know, I just live it out and they watch my life mm. and, you know, and then they're going to come to know Jesus. No, I think it's both. It has yeah. to be your life has to speak for itself because it tells you that we are a living epistle, mm -hmm. right? Um, read in by, by all men, right? But, but also we have to speak it because other than mm. that, they can watch it's like, oh, why he doesn't do this? Why does he not go out partying and get drunk like all of us? Why is he not fornicating and committing adultery and all like the rest of us? They're gonna watch you. Then their their conclusion is he's a good guy. They're not gonna get the gospel from just watching. Because I remember I've seen you know and I had friends in college that were saved. They never shared the gospel with me, and I just thought they were weird. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm out here smashing. Why you ain't smashing? And they just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. Wow. And it's not until I got saved and I and I started calling on my friends like, yo, I found Jesus. It's like, oh yeah, I was saved like back. I was like, yo, dude, I could have died and went to hell. Wow. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? You need, <laughs> like at that moment in, in my smashing escapade, you know, an angry boyfriend <laughs> came in and snuffed me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything could have happened. But the whole thing is that uh, I just thought they were weird. Right. You know, like, why don't you do what I do? You know, why are you not doing, you know, getting drunk and partying out, right, and right, wilding right, out? Right. You know, it just looks weird. But once you speak it, then it makes sense. Because actually at, at my job just recently, one of the texts just came to me. She's like, yo, what is wrong with you? Why are you always so happy? Mm. You know, and you, you're like, there's mad chaos. There's a whole bunch of patience. And, you know, and we just add stuff on you. And you're like, okay. And it's like, why is that? And I looked at her straight in the eyeball. And I said, Jesus, right. Jesus saved my life. And that's, and that's the joy that I have. Amen. And that's, and this is the joy. Door. And she just looked at me. I was like, that's right. He saved me. Amen. And that was it. Mm -mm -mm. And I, and I walked away and she just kept on looking now, you know, and it's stirring in her mind now. Mm -mm -mm. Definitely. So these questions, right? How you did it. Those that didn't hear how they got to believe. Right? How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Right? So it's, it goes believe, and how shall hear, they preach you without being sent? And then preacher, and then sent. And then Paul kind of answers it in the reverse way. Right? Um,. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of the good things, but they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, listen, God provided the way of salvation. 
he also provides the means for that message to go out there, right? Um, he, he allows us to be involved, right? He allows us to participate in the activities of just sharing this good news by speaking, right? Like we read up top, right? All you got to do is share, share your testimony. Um, the work is the Holy Spirit, man. Like you said, it's not your speech, eloquent. You, you don't have to give a dissertation, you know, a thesis. I went to seminary. Nah, man, it's super, it's super simple because God, the Holy Spirit will use who you are and your ability to share. And he takes it from there. Uh, thanks, kid. I, I got it from here. You shared. And whatever happens after that happens. You know what I'm saying? But I think in this section, Paul is kind of like, yo, it was there. Like the Lord is gonna is gonna do it. People was out there sharing. You rejected it pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Right? Their sound has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First Moses says. I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Israel pretty much rejected God, rejected God's righteousness, rejected his way to righteousness. And um, it was there. It was always there, right? It was always there. And even with the Gentiles being ushered in, the Lord is using the Gentiles to provoke Israel in order to see this salvation in order to see that no it has to be in faith not based on what you set up you know what i'm saying so you know when i read this section pretty much all those questions are answered but you rejected it you know and he's talking to present present israel mm -hmm. all those things were done you rejected it that's a that's a great thing because Especially that he mentioned Isaiah when he says, uh, who has believed our report, you know, because he's specifically talking about, you know, in Isaiah 53, mm -hmm. which is clearly that whole chapter speaking of Jesus and the prophecy of him coming and him being, you know, crucified and beaten, crown of thorns and uh, to suffer the cross, the suffering servant for us, for all of humanity. Um, and he says, you didn't believe that it was in the book and you didn't believe it. The mm -hmm. suffering servant, you was waiting for the, the reigning lion to come with a rod of iron to overthrow Rome, but you did not realize that he had to die for sins first. Right. That was the first coming that he had to die this way. And it is interesting when you share with, with Jewish people and I've gotten a chance to share with a few of them and you read Isaiah 53, the first thing they'll say, Oh, oh I, we don't read the new Testament. We don't believe in your Jesus. And I, oh, I'm not reading from the New Testament. <laughs> and then when you ask them, who is Isaiah 53 talking about? They'll say Israel, the nation Israel. When it's specifically speaking about one person, it's singular, speaking mm -hmm. of Jesus. But you're purposely suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. Yep, that's all it is. You know, and the constant re uh, rejection, what happens is that now this judicial blindness because mm -hmm. you rejected. So now God in his sovereignty is going to use that and usher in the Gentiles. Yep. That's all it is. To make you jealous. Yeah, he said, all day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. That's who you are, bro. Y'all got it from the source. <sighs> yeah. That's who you are, B. He was your cousin. Right up. He was right amongst you. He came from your nation. He came from, you know what I mean? From your people. Dog, is, but this is who you are. You're disobedient and you're contrary, you know. But, you know, it says 
but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. B. It starts with the word of God. You know, it starts with the word of God. That's how faith comes, you know, and, and like you said, he broke it down to preach the gospel of peace. Like, that's what you have to preach. The power is in the gospel of God, bro. You know, you could sit there all day, you know, and talk about how it is to be a Christian and, you know, how your life is and the fruits and the blessings. You can talk about that and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the power of salvation comes from the gospel. You have to speak the gospel, you know, especially if you're a public speaker, if you're a pastor, if you're an evangelist, whoever you are, you have the platform and you're speaking. You have to speak the gospel. The that is where the power of salvation lies. Yes. You know, you have to speak the word of God, his word, you know, not the paraphrase and the, the what I think and the breakdown of it. You can have a million breakdowns. That's not what's going to get people saved. That's not right. where the power lies. It lies in the word of God. It lies in his gospel. And faith comes by right. hearing yeah. the word of God. That's the it. end. Mm. That's wow. it. <laughs> and, you know. You could look at Israel, you know, corporally rejecting, right, turning away. And on the in individual basis, we could do that too, right? Rejecting the gospel of God, rejecting him calling out to you, right? You, you, we look at it on a national level. You could also be on an individual level. But, uh, you know, the message from God you know, so far as we've gotten to 10, we see how God had to intervene. Yes. Right. Yeah. And we see how he's always been intervening into the affairs of men, because if it wasn't for that, we would all be doomed to hell. And the gospel doesn't tell you to try to climb up to heaven and bring Jesus down mm -mm. or to descend into the abyss to bring Jesus up. That was already done. It just says if you accept with your heart. Mm. What's already there. That's it. That's the secret. So that's the greatest tragedy, dog. Yeah. Is if you die, hell is full of tragedies. Because the way of salvation was taken care of by Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is accept it. And it's simple. And it's like, like even Noah was a sign of that. Like, you know, like God got somebody to build the boat. You ain't have to build the boat. You ain't have to help. You ain't have to get the animals. No, we didn't even have to get the ant. Like God did everything. <laughs> all he, all Noah, <laughs> all Noah said was get on the boat. That, that's how simple it was to be saved from the flood. And it's the same thing with the, the gospel. Like Jesus Christ, he came, he lived the perfect life. You know, he fulfilled the law. He was the perfect sacrifice. He did everything. And the only way he asks is for you to get to heaven is to believe that in your heart and to confess it with your mouth, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's how God has always been. God has always done all the work. The work is always done by God. And he just asks you to do the simplest part, which is believe. <laughs> and you know what? And this is awesome how we seeing both of this work hand in hand because chapter nine was strictly dealing with the sovereignty of God. And now we in chapter 10, we're dealing with man's free will, the mm. responsibility of man. Because he's saying that God did all the work, yep. which was the sovereignty. Nine. And now he's saying, what's your responsibility now? <laughs> Just the belief. Mm. They both true. They both are true. Yep. You can wrestle with it if you want. <laughs> but the Bible teaches it. And, and your all, part is the simple part, bro. The simplest. The, simplest the lightest part. lift. The, li <laughs> the, heavy lift the heavy lift was done by God. Word up. He did the heavy lifting. You know why? Because the overall super high level point of all of this is for God to glorify his name. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. That's God being glorified for all of eternity. It's about him. Hmm. That's, that's it. That's what they have a problem with. That's the open. Listen, <laughs> no, no, no. Overarching. Listen, that yo, you heard. Listen, listen. When you say that, dog, I keep telling y'all, be that's the problem. 
the you'll be the problem is deep down inside at the end of the day I, it's I all about totally god agree. and you have a problem with it that's and that's what it is you got a I problem with, with that that's why the sovereignty of god you have that's why they was asking paul those questions yo why god baby you got a problem with god b yo you got a zoom, problem with god zoom bro. all the way out if you keep <laughs> zooming all the way out and be like yo, what's the point of this yeah to glorify my name yep yep that's how come John the Baptist specifically said, I must decrease and he must increase. And he must increase. Like and we got to be out of the picture. And that's the problem. And that's what even with Paul was like the potter and the clay. People have problem being the clay, bro. They have problem God being. The, and this is what Paul, that's why he even addressed in the beginning of Romans creation. That was the beef with mankind and God that he's creator. You created me. Your creator, your almighty. Like, I wasn't always here. You know, I'm not equal with you. That's, you'll be, that's man's, pro that's always the problem with creation. Even Satan. The problem is, why are you up there? Why are you sovereign? Why are you in control? Why are you call the shots? I can't do nothing. I can't be, I can't be equal. I can't be above. That's the heart. Yep. Always go back to the garden. It's the heart, bro. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, like Ann said, go out there, preach the gospel, um, bring good tidings. It's like what Paul said, you know, how beautiful is the feet. That's how God sees your feet when you're running to share his gospel. Mm. You know, that's how he sees you. He sees you like, look how beautiful my child is, you know, running like a little kid just to preach my gospel. So, you know, if you have the gospel of God, you save, go out there and preach it. If Amen. you've never heard, um, if you never heard the gospel, you know, again, just when you do hear it, you know, receive it. And it's as simple as we, we went over, you know, you just have to confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. You know, you have to believe that he came, that he lived the perfect life. He was the perfect sacrifice that he died and he resurrected and it was satisfied uh, it satisfied uh, God, mm. you know, on your behalf. And you you accept that on your behalf. You are made righteous. That is the righteousness of God. So you have to believe that to be saved. And it's that simple. You believe it in your heart. You confess it with your mouth. And like the scripture says, it says you will be saved. It's guaranteed. It's mm. a surety. And nobody's ever going to take that away from you. So, Amen. Lord, we just come before you, Lord, and we just um, we thank you. For your word, Lord, we thank you that your word came to us, Lord. We thank you that you came to us and that um, that you revealed yourself to us out of your love, out of your mercy, out of your sovereignty. Lord, you did all of that, Lord. And we just thank you again for your sacrifice, Lord. We, 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 we can't ever repay you for it, Lord. So um, if anybody's hearing this, Lord, we just pray that. Today be the day of salvation for them, mm -hmm. Lord, that today they accept you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, they've, if they've listened to this podcast, they listened to this episode, Lord, they've, they've heard the gospel, Lord, but um, like your word says, Lord, they have to believe it in their heart and they have to confess it with their mouth, Lord, and they will be saved, Lord. So we're praying that they uh, take that step of faith today. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.